Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya White.
like this Christmas. There's nothing like Donnie Hathaway to kick the Christmas season off. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. And oh, they wanted to replay it again. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. I'm your host, Tanya White. And thank you so much for joining tonight as we finish our uh, fourth installment of Hope for the Holidays. Tonight we're talking about positive emotional health during a not-so-positive time. And even though Christmas is joyous and happy and exciting for a lot of people, some people are really struggling during this time of year due to grief, due to loss of not just loved ones, maybe loss of job, uh, sadness, depression. It's a lot of uh, going homelessness is a big uh, thing in our area. Some people, I just saw uh, one of my former students, Two days ago, and she told me that she lost her mom. Um, and so a lot, a, a lot of people uh, view Christmas and the holiday season in a not so joyous way. But tonight, we are hoping to give you a little inspiration, uh, a little encouragement, a little comfort for those of you all who may be struggling with this holiday season. Uh, if you are a first-time listener to Real Talk with Tanya White's show, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are rated R for being real, relevant, and refreshing. Every guest, every topic, everything we discuss is with one goal in mind, to give you real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. And so that's what we've been doing this is our week four of our relaunch. We were off the air for seven years, but it's like we've never left. So thank you. It's all to your support and your listening live and to the downloads and just uh, some of our phenomenal guests that we've had so far and that we're going to have in the new year. If you are in need of some good reads, visit my website, TanyaWhite.com, Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, White is in the color dot com. My latest book, Yes, I Am Enough: The Ten Undeniable Truths for Loving Who You Are Now and Who You Are Destined to Become Later. That's the latest book I have. I have some more books on there: Relationship Reruns, uh, You Can't Quit Now, uh, Girl, You Can Win. All that is available for you via my website, TanyaWhite.com. And we also have some great uh, upcoming webinars. Uh, if you struggle with saying no to people and you feel guilty when you have to tell people no, we have a webinar coming up January 10th, 2019, learning how to say no so that you can grow and flow. Because uh, no is a complete answer. You did, you do know that, right? When you tell people no, you don't have to give an explanation. You don't have to feel guilty. And sometimes it's liberating to tell people no because sometimes we say yes out of obligation. Um, so I'm going to teach you how to say no in a, a positive and healthy way where you don't feel guilty. So those are some things that you can see in um, services that we'll have upcoming. Um, so just visit TanyaWhite.com. But tonight we have a great show to guests. Uh, in our Boast About Your Book segment, we have Vernice Michelle Mitchell, new author of the book, Labels. And then later on tonight, we have Dr. Marcus Howard from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is going to give us some real relevant talk about, you know, getting through the holidays, if we're suffering due to, uh, through depression or grief or anything. He's going to give us some tips on from the spiritual and practical side. That's why I love him. He gives a balanced view. But let us get prepared for our Boast About Your Book segment. 
If you are an author and you have a new book, we would love to have you on this segment to boast about your book. And I tell people all the time, if you don't tell people about your message, who will? And so we kind of boast about your book, not in a braggadocious way, but to help you to get people to understand what your message is and why you wrote it and why they will connect with it. And so tonight I'm excited to have the No More Labels expert on. She is from Louisville, Kentucky, author Vernice Michelle Mitchell. She is a registered nurse, a mother, uh, a grandmother, going to be a grandmother again, uh, and a speaker, and uh, lastly, a new author of the book Labels. Her deepest desire is to encourage others and to be a positive force in her community, and that she is. And in order to accomplish this, she has launched multiple ventures that she's going to tell us about. But one thing I love about Bernice Michelle Mitchell is that her heart, her presence is warm of warmth, peace, and hope. Um, she loves people. She loves empowering people and encouraging people. And she does it with an authentic and genuine approach to life and to everything she does. So I'm excited to have her on tonight. So welcome to the show for the first, but I know not the last time, Miss Bernice Michelle Mitchell. Hey, Bernice. Hello, Bertrand. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on the show. I count it an honor to get on here and boast about my book. I really do appreciate the opportunity. You know I've been boasting about your book since I read the first page. And I'm so, I tell people all the time, I'm a reader first. Uh, and an author second, and when I connect with the cover and the, just hear the author's voice, I couldn't help. I was like, see, everybody got to get this book. So <laughs> before we get into labels, I want you to tell our audience who you are in your own words and why you felt uh, the, the the passion and the need to write labels. Well, um, that's a good question, uh, Tanya. Thank you for asking. Um, if I were to describe myself, I would describe myself as a positive force of energy. Um, you know, uh, in this world of negativity, we need some positivity. And so I um, always try to deposit um, some type of positivity, a positive word, um, you know, just by touching someone, that's positivity. So that's how... I define myself as a positive force of energy. And so uh, whatever I can do or whatever words that I can pour into someone that's going to uplift them and help them to see life a little bit better, I'm going to do my best to um, make that happen, if I should say. And so, you know, I don't go by the... Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I don't go by the roles that we play. Yes, I am a mother. I am a registered nurse. I'm a daughter. All those are just roles. But the 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 if I were to just put it one one sentence one sentence, I'm a positive force of energy. Yes. And so yes, that's how I describe me. <laughs> yes. So this book labels. This is your new baby. Because every I yes. people who yes. birth a book, it's just like a baby. You got to nurture it. You got to show is. people. Um, so tell us what brought you to even write this book, Labels. Well, um, it didn't really start off as me, you know, having the title and say, okay, this is what I'm going to write about, Labels. Mm-hmm. As I was writing, you know, I've always wanted, had a desire to become an author, 
And so, you know, 2018, I said, instead of, you know, talking about it, I'm going to be about it. And so mm-hmm. I began to, you know, privately write and not even tell anyone about it except my children. And this started off as just me telling my story to my children. And then one night God said to me, you are lifting the labels off of yourself mm. and you are moving into new. And that's how I got the title, Labels. And so, you know, in in writing, the deeper I got into writing, the more it revealed of how I have been um, living behind the labels that other people have put on me, and that kind of stunted my growth, my internal growth. Because on the outside, people, you know, look at me and think that I'm successful because I've, you know, gone to school, I've raised my children, you know, they're they're mm-hmm. you know out they're not out there being ministers to society, but on the inside. I wasn't feeling well about myself. And so that's where the labels came in, you know, to where how how the emotion behind the label that Mm -hmm. someone puts on you or we put on ourselves. And so, yeah, labels came from me just writing my story. And God, God deposited the title. God deposited everything that needed to go. The content that needed to go into the book was all deposited from God. Amen. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Bernice Michelle Mitchell, author of the book Labels. And she is giving, uh, she just told us what brought her to this book. And now she's, we're going to dig into this book. Now, one thing that I, I told you is as I was reading this, I could, like, because I know you, so I could, like, hear mm-hmm. you, like, you just telling uh, your story to, just to somebody one on one. How did you. Um, even, you know, when you said about the labels, that people put labels on us, how mm-hmm. did you even recognize that you had been living out the labels that somebody put on you? Because sometimes we go through life and we're thinking, you know, this is what I want to do until you get to that mm-hmm. point. This is not me. So how did you come mm-hmm. to that point? Well, it, it came to the point, Tanya, um, um, I, I recognized who I was because God had told me who I was. Mm-hmm. And it didn't match what other people were saying about me, you know. And so I was, I chose to listen to what God said who I was. And so um, when I recognized that it didn't match what I had been, you know, brought up in and the, the titles and the labels are the stereotypes. Labels are just stereotypes, you know, mm-hmm. stereotypes that, you know, other people put on us. And and so, you know, did I want to continue to live through those stereotypes and the emotion behind those? No, I had to really say, okay, who is God telling me that I am? And so I, when I quit looking for approval by other people, that's when I was able to recognize that I was living, um, uh, living for for the the labels and not for who God had called me to be. Oh my God, you said something so powerful when you quit living for the approval of others. Yes. We yes. are approval yes. generation right now. This, yes. this new generation yes. uh, seeking approval via, you know, a lot of seek, uh, social media. Media is based on how many mm-hmm. likes you get, if I'm popular exactly. or not, if I know who I am, and so mm-hmm. th- th- that's why I love your book. It's so critical because it's going to help men, women, young people to understand. You do not have to put the stereotypes that people put on you. What were some of those labels that you had to peel off of yourself? Well, um, just two of them off the top of my head were like unlovable and unworthy. 
um, I was one of those children that, you know, I had to ask why. I had to know why. I had to, you know, always prove my point. And, you know, we come from a generation that kids were not to be heard but seen. And that kind of, like, stunk at me. That kind of made me shy away. And I noticed that that's not who I really am. I am a talkative person. But because, you know, at that period of time, where I needed to, you know, be nurtured and grow, and those uh, gifts were uh, mm-hmm. needed to be nurtured. They were kind of, kind of muffled, and so that was kind of shown who to be. Just be quiet, you know. Just mm-hmm. don't say. But I am a talker. I, I use my words. My words are my gift, and how I pour into people. And so when I realized that that's what the enemy did, try to get me when I was a, a young child to not mm-hmm. believe in myself, to believe the negativity, and try to stunt what God had put in me, because God put the gift of of you being able to articulate myself in a manner to uplift other people. And so it, as long as I continue to operate behind those labels of, you know, being unloved, being unworthy, uh, being a loud mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and even and even at, at a young age, you know, my body began to develop, you know, sooner than it should have. And, yes. you know, because of certain stigmas, you know, not of anybody's, um, you know, intent, but um, I believe it was probably done out of protection. But, you know, um, Tell me that I was hot. Uh, you don't mm-hmm. need to wear those certain clothes. You know, you're drawing attention to yourself. It made me feel bad about myself. And so, yeah. you know, it's all in how. And this book is twofold, also, Tanya. You know, it's it's about the reader seeing, you know, how labels have affected their lives, uh, their life. But also, what are we speaking into the lives of children? Yeah. And, and what are we speaking into the lives of other people that we have influence on? And so, mm-hmm. you know, the the term sticking stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words hurt. Words, words stick hurt. With you. And, and so one thing about your book that I told you about is that it, it did make me see how to, I interacted with my niece, who I helped raise, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. just, uh, talking to her and what you said is um, one thing I realized about labels we put labels on people from our fear driven perspective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we have to be careful especially as parents as leaders as supervisors bosses that we do not uh, put those negative labels on people because like you said words do hurt and especially mm-hmm. coming from a person of authority figure, what we mm-hmm. say to people, we're pouring into them, basically. Mm-hmm. And so we've got mm-hmm. to be careful that we don't let our insecurities, our fears, and what mm-hmm. we see, and what and the labels that have been put on us drive mm-hmm. us to speak um, negatively in somebody's life. And exactly. So, yeah. And so what are some strategies uh, – that people that you can give us to strip off the labels from our life when we recognize well, them. Okay, say this is not me. What what are some strategies? Just give us three that we can do to start stripping off those labels. Well, you know, first of all, you know, you know, I'm going to go into nurse mode a little bit. You know, we have to, okay. you know, in, in, in the nursing field, we have to do an assessment of the patient before we even do anything. And so, you know, when you are come to realize that you know this. I'm not who 
these people say that I am and I'm, you know, been operating outside in labels, you have to assess every area of your life. You know, yes. just do a quick assessment and ask yourself the hard questions. Am I doing things um, out of trying to prove a point to someone? Because that's a label, too. The mm-hmm. overachiever is mm. operating out of labels. You know, Ouch, they might Michelle. have everything. <laughs> they might have everything in order. They are living this good life. But what are they saying to themselves when they go into their secret place? Are, are those things that they are doing um, to to be an overachiever? Are those coming from a negative? Are they making them feel negative about themselves? So that's mm-hmm. what the label is really doing. How are you feeling about yourself? behind that label. And so doing an assessment of yourself is key. And so also, once you've done the assessment, just be all that you can be. Just be. You know, be Mm -hmm. your own advocate. Speak up for yourself and say, I don't have to operate as these um, labels anymore. You know, know, people... um, Divorce. Just I just that word just divorce popped out of my head, and a lot of people do things. You know, I'm not going to because I have this stigma of being a divorcee or being a single woman. You know, yes. whatever action is the emotion behind the action behind the label that is it is it making you feel negative about the most important person in your life and doesn't you? And so wow. then also accepting yourself just as you are. You know, it's Accepting, okay, this is where I am in life. I can't look over to the next person and want their life because this is my life. And mm-hmm. so when you come, you assess your, assess your situation, assess your life, find out where the labels are, with the, find out where you have been living a life through labels, and also then being all that you can be in life. It's being your own advocate and also accepting yourself just as are and then if there's something that you want to change change it because you want to change yourself not because yes. someone else thinks that you should change not because yes. of a label that someone else is putting on you and so that's what I want everyone to um, get out of this book this book is oh. just to empower you to think differently about yourself it has nothing yes. to do with anyone else think differently about Number one, and number one is you. And so that's yes. what I, I would say. Set yourself, be all that you can be, and just, just thinking. It's a mindset. You it's know, a mindset. You get up every morning and tell yourself. You have to, you know, that fake it until you make it. Sometimes you have to tell, I am, until you start, okay, this is what I am. This is what, okay. and then start moving in that, you know. And so it's all about changing your mindset and how you feel and just dealing with the emotions behind the label. Amen. So this book, you can read it literally on a plane ride. And so tell us how we can get your book. Well, uh, the book can be purchased through um, soul365incorporated.org. So it would be www.soul365inc.org backslash products and you can get your copy on there and it's also on Amazon as well. You can just type in labels, strategies to help heal negative thought patterns and you will be able to get your copy. And so yes, and the show will just go on the um, www.so365incorporated.org you will get a signed copy of the book uh, labels, strategies to help heal negative thought patterns. 
Yes. Okay, get your book. Go to soul365.org. I, I'm one to give the money to the author. I love Amazon, <laughs> but they take a lot of your coins. Right, they do, they do. They take a lot of your okay. coins, and I know everybody, well, I want to be an Amazon bestseller. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Let's talk realistic. But you have some great yes. uh, workshops, and I want to uh, just tell the name, and I'm a, uh, you're going to tell us how they can book you. You have a, a workshop called Own It that it encourages yes. people to escape consequences and uh, and escape playing the blame game. You have a workshop called Accept Yourself Before uh, Accept Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself, dealing with self assessment uh, and overcoming. You know, giving some techniques so that needed that you can do a holistic self check. My favorite yes. is you know what my favorite is the no labels, uh, no more oh. labels boot camp. Yeah, uh, yes, how to become yes, a no label yes. soldier. Um, yes, and then uh, yes. from limited to limitless, how to live beyond the labels. She has some great workshops, you guys. She is a powerful speaker, very passionate. And tell people how they can get in contact with you for booking and speaking engagements. Well, um, also you can get in touch with me on the website at the www.so365incorporatedinc.org. Um, you can also uh, email me at www.sow365daz, D as in zebra, at gmail.com. And also, you can reach out to me on Facebook on my Arthur page, Arthur Bernice, D as in Victory, E-R-N-I-C-E, M. Mitchell. Um, just reach out to me, inbox me. I would love to speak with also um, on the second Tuesday of this month, we're ha- hosting small group sessions where I am. We are teaching others how to fight and how to remove the labels and become no label soldiers. Yes. And so I would love to, you know, as the as the group goes along, we are getting bigger and bigger, and other people are ripping those labels off, and we are becoming free and becoming more who God has called us to be, and not what man has said that we are. And so that uh, every second Tuesday of the month, you get more information on the Facebook um, Arthur page of Vernice M. Mitchell. All right. Thank you so much, Arthur Vernice, Michelle Mitchell. Uh, you know your book. I love it, and I'll, I'll, I'll send it everywhere. And I'm going to be <laughs> in the No More Labels Boot Camp. Listen, yes. we're going to follow up with you later, and we're going to definitely have you back uh, to yes. talk to you a little bit longer in the future, okay? Yes, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much. I'm going to follow up with you later, Michelle, okay? All right, if you just join in, we'll talk with Tanya White. We just finished our Boast About Your Book segment with Arthur Bernice Michelle uh, Mitchell, and she talked about her book uh, labels. And we're going to get set to talk to the doctor from Tulsa, Oklahoma. But before we get set to talk to him, because he's going to go deep, he's going to give us some real talk about real information, real relevant and refreshing. We're going to take a little song break, Christmas music. And, you know, I had to get some new addition in here. So this is a new addition. Happy holidays. We'll be back in three minutes.
he is a renowned visionary, award-winning author, coach, national speaker, creator of the Entrepreneur's Dictionary, founder of Believe and Go Digital Academy, uh, and, T, uh, and TBN host that is determined to make his mark for the kingdom of God. He has a tremendous anointing on his life to meet people where they are, regardless of their background or the setting uh, he found himself speaking in. He speaks right where you are. I am a witness to that. And he speaks with such profound wisdom, and he makes you want to be better than ever. He is known and is quickly becoming known as America's top head coach because coach, he stands for control outcomes and create harmony in every area of life. So we are so excited to have Dr. Marcus on the Real Talk with Tanya White show. Hello, Dr. Marcus. Well, hello, Tanya White. How are you? Listen, I am so honored to have you in the virtual studios. I know you're going to give us some real talk <laughs> today. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to be with you on Real Talk with Tanya White. This is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much uh, for creating the platform. It, it's doing uh, the job that it's supposed to do. It's giving reality to people, uh, but it's helping them through uh, the processes of life. And that, that's what it's really about, Tanya, is getting through the process of life. Yes, the process of life. And as I said, we're talking about hope for the holidays. And, and, you know, during this time, everybody thinks that everybody is saying happy holidays and they're living in an exciting time. But there are so many people who are dealing with depression, uh, grief, and loss at this time. And some of some of them are, like, stuck and can't get out of it. Can you can you give us – and I'm, we're just going to flow as the Lord leads you. You have liberty <laughs> to flow only like Dr. Marcus can. But I want you to touch on why uh, people seem to, I know it's the loss and everything, but why we can't get out of some of the depression and loss sometimes. We feel stuck where we are because I've been there. Yeah, most definitely, Tanya, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've been there as well. Uh, My church will tell you I'm probably the most transparent pastor that you will ever find. Uh, We've all been through it. Anyone who says that they have not been through grief, they haven't been through uh, mourning, they are lying because we've all lost something or someone that has been dear to us. Uh, And the question that you ask is a great question. How do we get out of it? How do we bounce out of it? Why are people seeming to be stuck in depression? And and there's two answers really to this and and they're not they're not easy answers but they are easy answers and most people are not going to want to hear it Tanya to be honest with you the the the, the two reasons why we find it difficult to come out of depression is number one we are having a hard time finding something to be grateful for Mm. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, you did lose something or you lost someone that was dear to you. But if you open your eyes and look around you, you will find that there is a lot of things and a lot of people who are still dear to you. There are a lot of people around you who still love you for who you are. There are a lot of people around you who still want to want to see you exceed. A lot of times what happens, Tanya, is we we lose people who we call our biggest cheerleader or our our biggest supporter, and we think because they're gone, uh, we just can't move anymore. Or we we lose someone that was really close to us, uh, and, and it happened kind of, 
uh, quickly and we didn't have a chance to say bye or we didn't have a chance to say I'm sorry. And this brings about the second part of our issue. Uh, the second part of the issue, if we can't find something to be grateful for, it's the, the issue of shame. We, we yeah. have placed shame on ourselves, Tanya. Um, the number one thing that we're shameful of is the fact that we have acted in a way when that person was alive or when we had the thing uh, in a way that was not conducive uh, to the purpose of it. Which means that we misused it We misused it And, and so uh, we, we behaved badly or, or we used the thing badly And so now that it's gone We realize we, 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 Our eyes are open to that which we have lost um, You know a lot of That old saying that you don't miss a well Until it runs dry That's the absolute truth uh, and that throws us into this shame part, mm-hmm. um, but that you know that that has to deal with the grief and the mourning, Tanya, and and that's one of the reasons why it's so difficult for us to get out of it because we the unfortunate part about it, Tanya, is that we are in a society that likes to keep us in mourning. It mm. wants to keep us in grief because when we're yes. there, we're unproductive. And when we are unproductive, somebody else looks better. And, and so oh, somebody will continue to come to you. Down, and they, they, <laughs> you come and cut me, goodness. Woo, have mercy. Amy, I want to go back to the one, but shame on ourselves because yeah. we've acted yes. in a way that, listen, I had to deal with that when my mom died, when my mom uh she went to the hospital. We were arguing at that time, wasn't talking to each other, but she went to the hospital and had to stay five months, never came out, because she died. They found out she had lung cancer and it was that. But I had years had to deal with the fact, oh, if I wouldn't have acted this way, maybe she wouldn't have, you know, maybe she wouldn't have died. Or, right. You know, if I just acted this way. So those are real feelings. And I know the process yeah. for me, I had to really pray and surround myself with people who didn't judge me, who would speak right. truth to me about what was going on, but then help me to find healing um, and find a, a place to say, you know what, it wasn't your fault. You, yes, you acted it this way, but it didn't. You wasn't to blame for your mom's death, and so I had to find that 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 place. I don't know where that place is. I had I, to find it. To help me get out of that woulda, shoulda, coulda, and that that shame I felt. So those are real feelings. Yeah. And I was saved, sanctified. I was a licensed minister. <laughs> it didn't mean nothing. I had the no. shame and had to because of some things I did. So I love what you said. And then let's go back to the unproductiveness, uh, being unproductive. <laughs> a lot of people, and you're so true. They want us to stay where we are, so we right. can be unproductive, and we. There's that crabs in a bucket. I don't want you to get higher than me, so I'm not going to minister to you. I'm not going to give you any encouragement because I need you to stay right where you are so I can supersede you. Why Why do we do that, Dr. Marcus? Why do we have that mentality? Well, you know, that the reason is, Tanya, the, the reason why people do that is because uh, they find a hard time finding the thing that they are good at. Uh, and, and focusing on that, they, they find a hard time finding that which uh, they are excelling at, or, or they just may be lazy, Tanya. Here's mm. the problem. A lazy person does not want to see anybody succeed because that means that they're doing something that they are not, and a lazy person does not want to perform. They just rather sit back and complain, and so as long as I'm complaining, I want you to complain as well. 
Misery loves company. Misery loves mm. company, and that's that's the main reason why we do it. Mm. So if you enjoy Real Talk with Tanya White, the doctor from Oklahoma just came cutting and gutting us. <laughs> he didn't even give us any leeway. He said uh, we have to really realize that we still have things to be grateful for. When you lose something, when you're dealing with grief, you still have something to be grateful for. And then also we have to get over the shame that we put on ourselves and realize that people, some people want us to stay where we are so we can be unproductive. Dr. Marcus, I know you're a pastor, and you see Uh at this time where people, and I hate this term, fake it until we make it. (laughs) Is there, (laughs) is that such a thing to fake it until we make it, until we get out of where we are? Well, let me, I'm going to put it to you like this, uh, Tanya. I, I don't like the term either because fake it till you make it. Uh, the fake piece uh, tends to lend itself to uh, to you lying or acting. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. As a true believer, as a true believer, we must understand that all things work together for my good. Uh, so, so it's not faking it if I say that I'm having an excellent day, but things are going bad in my life. It's not faking it if I smile in the midst of turmoil. The Bible says that you will have peace, an unspeakable peace, mm-hmm. uh, and joy, unspeakable joy, and, and so uh, undeniable peace. And these are things that happen in the midst of turmoil. Uh, yes. David, it wasn't David, it was Paul. Paul said this to King Agippa. He, he said, I think myself happy. I think myself happy, which means that, number one, the situation I'm going through is not one that makes me happy. So I must control my mind and I must think myself happy. So you know, regardless of what's going on in my life, I'm going to say it's excellent. Now, yes. here's the thing, though, Tanya. If we're going to be that way, if we're going to be that way, that is the public me, okay? That is yes. the public me. But there is a point in everybody's life, including me, uh, that I must have somebody close enough to me, someone that I can trust, somebody I know loves me enough that will not judge me for, for having a bad day, that will mm-hmm. not judge me for not having an excellent day, that will not judge me for having a wrong thought. I, I have to have somebody like that in my life to be able to download to because we all need to vent. If you yes. don't open up the vent and blow out the steam, you will burst. Uh, mm. And what will end up happening, Tanya, you will do it in a time that is not good for you to be bursting. Yeah, <laughs> Because everybody is watching and they can't wait for you to smell up. <laughs> Yo, is that the truth? That's the truth. They wait. And some of them are just picking, 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 picking. Yes. Just waiting for you to uh, burst open. Wow. Now, let, I want to wanna switch gears uh, a little bit because you have a project called Intercede. And when we're dealing with the people who are dealing with depression and grief and loss, I want you to talk about the power of people interceding for us while we're in that state. Or, you know, of you being the intercessor, how powerful is the uh, intercessory prayer to somebody, you know, getting out of that? Well, let me put it to you like this. Let me put it to you like this, Tanya. You know, number one, um, one of the things that we have to understand is, as Christians, we we love to say, well, just pray about it. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing. My situation may be so bad, and I've had these, Tanya. I've just went through one. Well, my situation is so bad, 
I don't have the strength to pray for myself. And if I did have the strength, I couldn't figure out the words to pray for myself. Yeah. Uh, and so I needed somebody that could step in the gap. And here's the number one thing that we must understand about intercession. And, and God is so phenomenal. He, he let me do this 350-page book uh, resource to go along with the training, the six-hour training that we're going to be doing mm. in February. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal on intercession, the call to intercede. Because most people think intercession is simply praying, but it is not. Uh, the, it, the word intercession means to stand in the gap for. Uh, it does not necessarily have to be praying, but it does include praying. But standing in the gap is more of an action. It means that I am willing to take on the burden of making sure that whatever it is that God has for you gets to you. Mm. And whatever else is trying to get to you that God does not want to you, I stand in the gap and I absorb that burden for you until you can become strong enough to hold the burden yourself. Mm. And we don't understand that. We think that it's just, oh, God, I pray for them, heal them, make them better, make them stronger, get them through, and then we go on about our day. No, that's not it. Intercession, intercession, number one, takes time. It takes love. And mm. the issue here, the issue, Tanya, is that uh, most people who call themselves intercessors are not intercessors. They're just oh. prayers. They're just people who pray. They, they are just people who pray because the number one thing is, is that the moment that they begin to open their mouth, you understand two things. You understand, number one, that they don't know the word of God. Number nope. two, they don't have the love of God. And, and you can tell by the way that they pray. And so there is a way that you should be praying in intercession. I, I'm mm. not praying about your problem in intercession. I'm thanking him for the solution in intercession. I'm praying, God, give her the solution because I'm standing in the gap, and now I am searching for it for you. I'm standing mm. in the gap to make sure that it gets there. That means that I am a bridge. I am a bridge. I am a bridge. Yes. I'm a bridge from God to you. That's what that is. Oh, my God. If you just join real talk with her. I'm trying to take notes. I've got to go back and listen to this myself. Uh, the doctor from Tulsa, Oklahoma, is talking about how we can have uh, positive emotional health during a not-so-positive time for many of us. Intercession. Woo! Doctor, doctor, you said it's not simply praying. You, you've, you've revealed some new knowledge because a lot of people just think it's just praying. Mm. And laying on your face But it, you said it's an action An action of being action. a bridge to somebody Having the burden uh, to help somebody find the solution So what are some ways that, you know, that we can intercede from somebody We're not, just not praying, but doing that action Because we have to, we have to be retaught sometimes On what Yeah, the number learned. one thing Yes. The number one thing, Tanya, the number one thing that, that I'm going to teach the people in this intercession class, is the number one thing to intercession is having a, a hands-on affair. I, I must be hands-on with you. I must take some, I must invest time in you. In order to properly intercede for anyone, I must communicate with them, number one. And if mm. it is possible, I must get next to you. I got to spend some time around you. I got to spend some time holding you. I got to spend some time listening to you. True intercession takes time, and it takes me actually connecting with you. Because how can you intercede for someone whose heart you do not know? Oh, Jesus. Jesus? Yes. How can you do that? And then, um, and that's probably why 
I, t- I tell people all the time, yes, we, we connect with people. We're in the most connected type of society, but we are still disconnected in so many right. ways. And you've hit it on the nail. We A lot of people don't want people to get next to them because we're in a text type of society, Facebook type of society, everything. I, I, when people text me, I'm like, why don't you just call me? Especially when you close to me, just call me. But we've been programmed to, you know, distance ourselves, thinking that, you know, we don't have time. But you said it. we got to communicate, and we've got to get next to people. Because if we get next to them, we know their heart, and we know how we can help them, how we can connect them with resources that they need um, as we're standing in the gap and, and, and praying. And we're standing in the gap, and we're connecting them with the resources they need. Sometimes just people, you know, not – don't pray for a job. You know somebody who can give them a job. That's, right. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely correct. That is absolutely correct. That's standing in the gap. I know your need. I'm gonna stand in the gap. I'm gonna get. I'm going to. I'm going to give you the bridge that you need to get to the person that has the job. I, I'm the bridge. I know the person that ha- that's hiring. So you need a job. So mm-hmm. now I'm gonna connect you. I'm gonna connect you to the person with the job. That is a bridge. That's standing in the gap. That's intercession. Uh, but we don't see it as intercession because it's not. Oh God. Oh God. We, we, uh, that's not. That is not intercession. That is not intercession. It is a part of intercession, yes. but it is not intercession. Does that make sense? But the, yes. But that goes back to you said. You it takes time and it takes love. And yeah. we, we well, well, say all the time. Oh, I love you. I love you. But a lot of people don't understand that. They just say it loosely, especially in church. But love is time-consuming. Love is that being that bridge and everything. Go ahead and say what you're going to say, doctor. Well, well here's, this, here's, here's the thing, Tanya. You know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head a little earlier. The enemy is very wise. He, he's very intelligent. I, I don't give him a lot of credit for, for uh, the things that he do, but he is intelligent. Um, here, here's the thing. He, he has created ways of communicating so that you don't necessarily have to communicate. He has created texting. He's created IMing. He's, he's created all these emails and everything else that you can do without hearing the voice of a person because he understands if he can disconnect you from the voice of the person, he can disconnect the love of the person. And, and that's yeah. exactly what he has done. This is a love disconnect. We don't mm. understand it. Although we are connected, like you said, we're better connected now than we have ever been. But we are we have a love disconnect. There mm-hmm. is no love. We can quickly let somebody go because guess what? All it takes is a delete. <laughs> it, all it takes is a delete. I, I can't walk away. I don't have to walk away from you. Because, yes. you know, before it was difficult because I had to walk away from you, and it's hard to separate from somebody that you say you love. But if you say you love them and you're just texting, all i got to do is delete it. What? I can delete the memory of you. I don't have to worry about seeing you again. Jesus. Dr. Marcus, Dr. Marcus, you are rated R, real relevant and refreshing information. Our time is winding up. How can people stay connected to you, first of all? And then I want, I want you to talk about some of your products and your events that are coming up. Well, first of all, you can, you can stay in touch with me by going to www.marcuslhoward.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Marcus L. Howard PS, for public speaker. Um, you, you can also check out our church at www.mychurch365.org. That's my church. 
365.org. We are known as the church in the mall, Tanya, the Tulsa Promenade Mall, 4107 South Yale, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Amen. The church in the mall. See, that's innovation right there. Especially for us to like to go to the mall on Sundays at the church. We can stroll through the mall after we give our time to conference. And serve <laughs> there the you go. See? You have some phenomenal events coming up too, Dr. Marcus. Tell tell us about them. You know, number one, we are doing our grand um, uh, celebration, our eighth birthday celebration at the church, along with our expansion celebration. We are moving from uh, upstairs to downstairs in the Tulsa Promenade Mall. We are growing in space size by about four and a half times. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal, completely set up for the future to do the things that we need to do to train. We believe in training. We believe in training. The full name of our church is My Church Training Center because we're here to train the church holistically, uh, not just in the things of the spirit, but in the things that, that make sense. Uh, the practical mm. things, the things that get you that, that get you far in in this world, because we got to make sure that we understand the world system and use it for our benefit. Uh, so we we have that going on. We do also have uh, the intercessor intercessor uh, training, uh, the call to intercede happening in February. All that you can find on our website. And uh, next year is just going to be totally booked out. I'm telling you, I'm excited about it, Tanya. God is opening a lot of doors for us. The second edition of our dictionary is going to come out, and it's actually being promoted by or published by TBN, uh, Trinity Broadcasting Amen. Network. Uh, so, so look for that coming out soon, too. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Marcus, we are definitely going to have you back. You have blessed us so much. Uh, if you did not get to hear him all, the archives are available. Before you go, give us a word of encouragement for those who are struggling at this time and those who of us who um, uh, may not be struggling at this time, but we'll experience something probably next week when the bills come my and word, the family my, leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. This, uh, my, my word of encouragement for, for this, this moment, for this season, is, is simply this. The Jackson 5 said it best. This Christmas, forget about everything else. Give love. Give love this Christmas because it is the thing that's going to trans that's going to go past 2018. It's going to make its way into 2019, and it's going to be the seed that all your harvests come from. You will have more more smiles on the ta- at the table if you give love than any other gift. Oh my goodness, Dr. Marcus, you have been phenomenal, magnificent, everything uh, that I thought you were going to be, and more. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us and power and, and give us new life, especially to this intercessory prayer. It is action. It is action bridging the gap. Um, so we're going to follow up with you later. Uh, manifold blessings. Happy holidays to you in 2019. Like you said, we're going to see you all over this globe. Uh, and so thank you so much for all that you do just not for the kingdom, but for the world at hand. Um, So thank you so much, all right? Bless you, Tanya. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Listen, real talk with Tanya White. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Marcus, Arthur Vernice Michelle Mitchell, hope for the holidays. Hope for the holidays is meaning taking off the labels that people put on you. If you're not living and being who you are authentically, who God created you to be. Take off that label. And then, as Dr. Marcus said, love. Take off, forget everything, forget the gifts, forget working and trying to get all these loans to give gifts. Give love this Christmas. 
Listen, have a Merry Christmas. We're going to take Tuesday off next Tuesday because it's Christmas, but we will be back on New Year's Day with the trifecta of people. Nashan Treview, the Tri-God Warrior, Dr. Matisa Wilbon, the undefeated prayer warrior, and Apostle Kevin Manzano. We're going to kick 2019 off with a bang. But listen, we're going to close out with Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is for you to be the best you you can be and to spread love. Listen, thank you so much for uh, the relaunch of Tanya White. We've had four episodes. You are listening. You're downloading everything. Thank you for the love and support. I will talk to you in the new year. Bye, everybody. I don't want a lot for Christmas.